I grew up with the unconscious belief that the world is a dangerous place with scarce resources and people who are out to hurt me. This was only a reflection of my childhood and an inaccurate one, but it had a debilitating effects. In the context of last episode, I shut myself off from vulnerability because I projected my childhood pain onto everyone. This had the effect of making me safe because if I couldn't trust anyone, if I didn't open myself up to anyone, then nobody could get too close to hurt me. However, on the other hand, if nobody could get close enough to me, then nobody really knew me. And this is a big factor of how I felt for a long time during my high school and primary school years. Lonely. I don't know about you guys, but for me, I've wanted for a long time to love and to be loved. And to have this, I had to open myself up to vulnerability. I had to be willing to risk being hurt for me to get the possibility of love. I had to be courageous. Welcome to another episode. This is how I really feel about courage and overcoming anxiety. I've read Mark Manson's first book, Models, many, many times. On the surface, the book is about how men should, according to Mark, conduct themselves with women. But really, the underlying message is how men should develop honesty, courage, self-awareness, confidence, boundaries, uh, etc. The book has transformed the way I approach relationships with women and how I conduct myself on a day-to-day basis. I still revisit chapters on the book sometimes just to realign and refresh my conduct. In the book, There is a chapter where he speaks about how to overcome anxiety. Being a very anxious person, this topic interested me greatly. But because actualizing the topic would get me out of my comfort zone and make me anxious, I never got around to doing the things he says to do in the chapter practically. That is called self-sabotage. I just be looking at the nicely shaped words on the page and be pumped up to doing the thing. But when I'd actually step out there, the anxiety would be too much and would drive me back in my cage, so to speak. So, was I able to overcome my anxiety and take action? Well, yes, I was, eventually. What changed? Well, when I was in Form 1, I was 14 at the time, I used to share a cubicle with two other guys, both Form 4s, in our boarding school. I used to have conversations with one of those guys when preps was over and we were turning in for the night. I would tell this guy about how I'd always wonder about how I would be when I was 
older when I became a man. My character, my disposition, my appearance, all of these things. I've always had a desire to make the best of myself, to see myself flourish. And this is what helped me overcome my social anxiety. What I actually did was I put McManson's advice into action. I started going out every day, most days, and started just talking to people on the streets, old people, young people, kids, mamamboga, security guards, Muslims, watuamkokoteni, people in suits, everyone. At first, I struggled with even talking to just 10 people a day. I had trouble looking at people in the eyes and as soon as I said something, I'd practically run away. But over time, I became more comfortable with expressing myself. I started talking to more people in a day, 20, 30, 40, 50 people, random strangers. I could hold eye contact longer. I could speak more clearly and loudly. I even managed smiling. My social and emotional intelligence improved. I gained confidence. These days I can speak to practically anyone and can tell whether or not they're interested in conversing. I learned that courage is learning to be comfortable with our anxieties and fears. So when I became more socially competent, it's not that I did not have anxiety anymore. I could just sit with it now and act despite it. I became more comfortable in my own skin and less concerned with what people thought of me. And while, and while my anxiety used to scream at me not to do anything that would get me out of my comfort zone earlier, now it just whispers but it is still there and I think it always will be. So I'm always out talking to people and starting conversations wherever I go because them social muscles will atrophy if I do not lift those weights. And there are weights which I still struggle to lift. I still struggle to approach women I find attractive. I don't know that a lot of men can admit it, but I think a lot of us have some anxiety when it comes to showing sexual interest. Some of it arises from societal messages about women. Some of it arises from the fact that we'd like to fuck. Mine was a mix of both. I learned to put women on a pedestal based on societal messages about them. But when they did not act in accordance with the heights I'd lifted them up to, I grew bitter and resentful towards them. So I learned that this wasn't serving me based on the energy I brought in my interactions with them. And it wasn't serving them because they're just flawed, imperfect human beings just like me. 
treating them like goddesses or whatever puts a lot of pressure on them that is an expectation that nobody can live up to but back to the topic at hand cultivating courage enabled me to be more honest in my conduct it enabled me to start saying no more it allowed me not to not worry so much about what people thought or said about me it enabled me to start this podcast now that energy i used to worry all the time is available to me i am emotionally lighter i am more ready to face challenges i am grateful i am more myself so to my 14 year old self not bad eh <laughs>